0: Never lose this. Never lose this. This aspect of refreshment. Never lose it. Even those that are watching online, just allow the Spirit of God to refresh you.
1: One I know, gracious, and you anger slow. You are the
0: kindest one I know, gracious,
1: and you anger slow. And I love the way you think, I love the way you feel. I love that beautiful heart, that beautiful mind of yours. And I love the way you think, and I love the way you feel. I love that beautiful heart. That beautiful you're speaking to Jesus and you're saying I love the way you think and I love the way you feel and I love that beautiful heart that beautiful heart yes speaking to him I love the way you think I love the way you feel I love that beautiful heart, you are, the kindest one I know, gracious, and you are slow, you are. I just want I know Grisha yes. And true. everyone I love And I love the way you think I love the way you feel I love the beautiful mind that beautiful heart of yours Let's go! i love the way you think and i love the way you feel i love the beautiful mind the beautiful heart let's go i love the way you think and i love I love the way you think and I love the way you
2: feel I love love that that beautiful
1: heart that beautiful heart and I love the way you think and I love the way you feel and I love that beautiful Spirit no mics. Holy Spirit I love you. You guide me no things, you guide me no things, holy spirit, holy S- you have opened my eyes have opened my eyes you have opened my eyes Holy holy spirit everyone sing holy spirit let's go holy spirit You have opened, you have opened my eyes. You have opened my eyes, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you see, I realized with you I need nobody because you talk to me. And you're guiding me into my surprise. You're more real than anybody, precious Holy Ghost. Precious Holy Ghost. You see, I realize with you, I need nobody because you told. To me, and you're guiding me into my surprise, you're more real than anybody, precious Holy Ghost, precious holy ghost, you guide me, you guide me, no you guide me, Lothi. No Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you have opened, you have opened my eyes. You have opened my eyes, Holy Spirit. Whisper it, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Oh, please. Oh, please. Please.
2: You can
1: take your seats because I love that beautiful heart. Beautiful mind of yours And I love the way you think And I love the way you feel Cause I love that beautiful heart Thank
0: you Jesus, lift your hands
1: Lift your hands, thank you Let your living waters flow from my soul and your Now the Spirit of God Spirit. 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 one more time, call out for the Holy Spirit. Let's go. Spirit. in your spirit. Where would we be, Lord? Where would we be? Where would we be? Just lift
0: your hands for one more minute. I'll I'll preach soon. Just lift your hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit, for beautifying our lives. Just acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. Acknowledge that He's the one that beautifies your life. Say something. Don't be quiet. Just say something. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you,
1: thank you, thank you. You make my life so beautiful, and as you are, you have me the here There's nothing greater than this. That's why I. Forever you make my life my life Sing it. Time, sing I want more. I, I want, want more, more of you, Shin Dali. I want, want more, more of you, Jesus. One more time, sing, Lord, I want more. I want more of you. In yeah, da da da, da yeah, yeah. I want more of you. De, 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 de.
2: Jesus, the more, more I.
0: the Lord. I want you to turn to whoever is next to you on either side and the other side. Um, Ashes, can I not see any gaps in front? I see a gap in the second rows and the third rows. Otherwise, someone would disturb me when I'm preaching. I'll give you a minute for that. Hallelujah. Okay. How many are excited to be here tonight? Uh, We've been looking at the topic of the Holy Spirit. And tonight will be deeper than the other nights. Uh, Let's start with John chapter number 16. Bukria Johanna chapter 16 don't just John chapter 16 and I want verse 7 now maybe for now no music yet can just go off John chapter 16 and we're going to read verse 7 now, I would advise you, as a believer, to read the whole Bible. But apart from reading the whole Bible, I would advise you to read John chapter 14, John chapter 15, and John chapter 16, and John chapter 17. If you've got time, you can add on John chapter 18. <laughs> but in this context, I would advise you to read John 14. Because in John 14, Jesus starts talking To the disciples he starts giving a message and you notice that it continues up to John 15 and John 16 and then you notice that in John 17 it's one of the few times we actually hear Jesus praying most of Jesus prayers were very private so you don't really know what he was saying but in John 17 you really get something so in John 16 he's continuing something he started in John 17 John 14 and he said something Give me from the King James, because there's a word I like. Then we'll come to the New King James. Verse 7, please. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now, at this time, Jesus had already introduced the comforter. So we are going to go back to the aspect of the comforter. But I want us to see it from the New King James. Let's go. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. How important must the Holy Spirit be? That Jesus is telling the disciples, saying, Look, if I don't go, it will disadvantage you. It will only advantage you if I go. I want you to think about that. Jesus actually says it's an advantage for him to go and for the helper to come. Don't you think? Doesn't that get you thinking? Like, why would Jesus talk like that about somebody? We'll have to go back. To the very scripture where he's introduced. So maybe before I go to the introduction, let me give you a brief history, just a short Bible history. Okay. So we can see the presence of the Spirit of God all the way from Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Come on, we know it by memory. Don't even show it. Let's go. Uh-huh. In Uh-huh. Did somebody just say in the beginning? Uh-huh. Okay. So Genesis 1, verse 1. Uh-huh. Let's just quote it. <laughs> God created the heavens and the earth. Uh-huh. The earth was formless and void. Uh-huh. And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Uh-huh. And God said, okay, light be. Okay. Now, notice... The Spirit of God is already seen present from that time. But where where the Israelites have a bit of an interaction with him, because in the Old Testament, they never interacted as much with the Lord Jesus. They never interacted to a certain degree with the Spirit of God, only to a certain level. Only selected people would have him come upon them in a measure. So, what God did is, God has always wanted to dwell among men. So, He tells them, Build me an ark. Okay? Now, in the ark, the very holy of holies where they put His throne, they used to hear a wind blowing. A wind blowing. And the word for breath in Hebrew is Ruach. So, they would say, The Ruach Hakodesh. In short, the spirit in the holies. The spirit that blows in the holies. That breath that blows in the holies. That wind that blows in the holies. That wind that they could never interact with. You know why? Because only one person was allowed to go into the holy of holies. And he was only allowed to go there once a year. And he was a high priest. And they would tie a bell around his leg he'll have to go there to offer a sacrifice for himself and for the people. And if they just notice the bell has stopped ringing, they'll have to pull him out because it means he's been knocked out. So the Holy Spirit was a mystery to them. Are you seeing that? He was a mystery to them. They just knew there's this wind in the holies of which we are not allowed to interact with him. Then Jesus, now we're in John 14, he starts telling the disciples, some very interesting things. And let's start from verse 1. We'll just read through. Mm, The stuff you read there, it'll change your life forever. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Tell your neighbor, let not your heart be troubled. troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Uh Let's go on. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. I don't know how good this mansion is that Jesus has to prepare it for me. Hallelujah. If at the hotel they know you're checking in at 14, you're supposed to find it well prepared and well stocked. Glory to God. Uh Let's go on. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. Just these words. Of, I don't even need to preach this part. Eh? Let's keep on. This is Jesus' words. Uh-huh. And where I go, you know. Can you imagine? He's telling them where I am going. It's not a mystery to you. You know and the way you know. It doesn't have to be a mystery anymore. God doesn't have to be a mystery. Heaven doesn't have to be a mystery. It doesn't have to be something you hope for. It says, "Where I go, you know, and the way you know." Uh huh. Thomas, it had to be Thomas. <laughs> Forget the former things. So Thomas said to him, "Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way?" <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> no, but let me tell you something. Notice the way he used. He said, "We." In every group, there is that guy who speaks for the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't think as though the other people knew. They were all blank. Jesus said to him, he's like, we don't know the way. Jesus said to him,
1: I am the way,
0: the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's like, oh, you're looking for the way. I am the way, ha <laughs> Hallelujah. No one comes to the Father except through me. So it's like you already know the way. Why? Because you know me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, do you know that song? Hallelujah.
1: He's my friend. <laughs>
0: it's okay. You don't know it. Let's go on. <laughs>
1: and then he said, if
0: you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. In short, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the father. Let's go on. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. Next verse. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me? Philip, can you imagine he's saying, I'm going to the father. Okay, show us the father. So you're telling me you you don't know me by now. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Imagine we come to that place where when people meet you, they believe God exists. Because no one can do the things that you do unless God is with him. Well, when people meet you, they believe God exists because no one can love the way you love unless God is with them. No one can just be that humble. No one can have that level of integrity unless God is with them. And the person says, show us the Father. He says, have have I not been with you long enough? Can't you see that these things that I do, it's the Father who lives with me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's go on. Do you see how much edification you can get just by reading the Bible? We are not even preaching right now, we're just reading And he says, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. There is a relationship there between the words and the works. But that's not today's story. Uh Uh-huh. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe for the sake of the works themselves. That's the miracles. And people think Jesus is not interested in miracles. Uh Uh-huh. Most assuredly I say to you that when Frederick believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. Oh my, I read it in my version. Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay. uh And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. I'll tell you this. Here's why your prayer requests are going to be answered. Because it's to the Father's glory that you'll be blessed. It's to the Father's glory. Let's go on. I wish we had three hours. But tonight I can go over by 10 minutes
2: eh?
0: or 12. Okay, let's go. And it says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. How many of you here love Jesus? Okay. Now, this is how you know you love Jesus. Next verse. If you love me, you keep my commandments. Hallelujah. <laughs> next verse (laughs) now here is where we are resting and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever now this is a scripture where Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit the one who they just knew as the wind in the holies the one who they knew as when this when this person when this Holy Spirit comes upon Samson suddenly Samson can beat The one who they knew as when he comes upon Solomon, suddenly Solomon is wise. The one who they knew as when he comes upon certain men, they're able to do crafts, if you've seen that in the scriptures. Because people in the Old Testament would receive him in a measure. They would receive a certain part of him. They would receive an attribute of his, but they were not walking in the fullness. They were not walking in the fullness. You want to know what the Bible says about us before we go back to the scripture? John 1. Give me verse... 13. In the book of John, John 1, it's so clear because Jesus is explaining it. He's talking about us, that we were not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Tell your neighbor, I've been born of God. Uh Uh-huh. Let's go. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and, among us. <laughs> and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Uh-huh. John bore witness of him and cried out saying, This was he of which it was said. He who comes after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. In short, Jesus was before John, but he came after John. Uh-huh. Of his fullness have we all received grace for grace we are not receiving a measure we are not receiving a part we are not receiving an attribute of his fullness have we received and that's why even in the book of Ephesians have you noticed that the Bible says he gave some, this is Ephesians 4.11, he gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, for the perfection of the saints, for the works of ministry. Till we all come, we are all supposed to come to the unity of faith and of knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man. That's God's aim for you. Tell your neighbor, God's aim for you is perfection. It's not uh, it's gracefully broken. Okay, where were we that's not his aim you may be in a place but as long as you've looked around and you've discovered that that is the valley of the shadow of death, don't stay there he makes me lie down in greener pastures It's only in greener pastures where you should lie down if you find yourself in the valley of the shadow of death, do what the bible says say though I walk through walk through, <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah don't rest there Hallelujah. Okay. Now it says, I'll pray the Father and He'll give you another counselor that He may abide with you forever. I want us to use the amplified version. Now, if we were to use the Greek, it would say, I will ask the Father and He'll give you allos parakletos. It's... <laughs> Before you get impressed, let's look at the meanings. Okay. <laughs> what has happened to you guys today? <laughs> Sometimes these guys are quiet. Okay, let's go. And he will give you another, look at all the words there, another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and stand by that he may remain with you forever. Now, I'll tell you this. Somebody may be asking Apostle, what's this amplified? Amplified is very simple. You see, you're able to hear me right now because of an amplifier. There's something that it does. It's not a mixer. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not a mixer, eh? Yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, media team, what does an amplifier do? It amplifies. One of you should have rushed to the front to, to spare me. It, it, it makes me... Audible, something like that. eh? Like you've heard my voice, now you can hear it louder through the speakers because of an amplifier. So same voice, but you're able to have better clarity. Now, the way the amplified version works, uh, the people who are using it recognized that the English language is limited as compared to the Hebrew and the Greek. And the Bible was not written in English. I don't even know if English was even invented by the time the Bible was being written. So you find sometimes we don't get to see the richness or the fullness of certain words because we've only read, because they've had to find a parent word for it. So when they amplified, it amplifies. So it says, he'll give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he may abide with you forever. So meaning there is a way the disciples understood it, which we must be able to understand it. And so we're going to look at these words together. Let's see how many we can look at. Number one, another advocate. The actual initial word, the most, the word that seems nearest is the word advocate. Now advocate is a legal term. It's a legal term. Hallelujah. But I want to give you the setting for for, for back in those days. Is there anyone here who's a lawyer or about to be one who actually studies? I know there are those people who outside the class, they know nothing. (laughs) After the exam, there's no remembrance at all. Okay. Now, back in those days, here's what happened. The Israelites were colonized by the Roman Empire. So the Israelites did not have understanding of the Roman law. Neither did they have understanding of Roman etiquette. So what would happen is if here I am, I'm an Israelite, but I need somebody to talk for me in court because there are some things that have happened to me unfairly. Maybe Zacchaeus, the tax collector, overcharged me. So Zacchaeus has overcharged me, and I want to go and complain in court. Number one, I do not even know their language. Number two, I do not know the etiquette. There is a way a judge must be addressed. There is a way a matter must be brought out. There is a way something must be argued out. So I'll go and privately talk to an advocate. I'll talk to a paraclete. And when I talk to that person, that one will represent me because that one knows the mannerisms of the court, and I don't. So that one will speak on my behalf, that one will be my lawyer, that one will be the one who speaks speak for me, because he knows my language and he knows the language of the courts. And the Bible tells us he will give us another advocate. So here is a person, the person has just gotten saved, and they are introduced to this thing called a spiritual realm. A spiritual realm that they have not been brought up interacting with. Because we know how to interact with the material realm. We know how to interact with the earthly realm. And so God decides, I'll give you another advocate. Another, an- another person who has got perfect understanding of the etiquette, of the mannerisms, of the way that the spiritual realm works. Of the laws of the spirit. And this one will be with you forever. In short, you can never be spiritually disadvantaged as long as you've got the Holy Spirit. Is somebody getting my point? So, listen to me. As long as I've got the Holy Spirit, I will easily deal with devils. No wonder Jesus said, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then you know that the kingdom has come. Because there is a way you are able to interact with the spiritual realm simply because you've got the advocate. You know what else the Holy Spirit does? He talks on your behalf. He talks on your behalf. There's only one other place in the Bible. There's only one other person where this word paraclete is used in the Bible. And that's 1 John 2.1. 1 John 2.1, what does it say? Little children. Uh, give me from the New King James. My little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate. We have a paraclete with the Father. Who is that? Jesus Christ, the righteous. So you find what happens when a believer sins. There is someone who talks to the Father on our behalf. Jesus, the righteous. So if, so, what rule has that brought about? It's very simple. First John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just. I want you to observe the words used there. It uses the word faithful and just. Now, this is for believers. Now, why does it use terms like faithful and just? Why just? Why doesn't it say, if we confess our sins, he's such a nice person that he'll forgive us? Because our forgiveness has got nothing to do with his niceness. No, 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 no. It's a very legal thing. What do I mean? Because Jesus paid the price for us, because his blood was shed and his blood still speaks, if person A makes a mistake and they say, Father, forgive me in Jesus' name, that blood speaks for them because the punishment which person A is supposed to get was already given to Jesus. So it would be unfair of God to punish them. That's why it says he's faithful and just. It's his faithfulness on the line, not yours. He has to be faithful to the promise he made to Jesus. He, they made a deal. There's a deal that they made. And uh, didn't Jesus say, This is a new covenant in my blood? There's a, uh, we'll deal with that one day. There's a, there's a covenant that was made. The covenant was very simple. Look, you die for them, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities. I'll remember no more. Now, the Holy Spirit is our advocate, He speaks for us. If you are to look at it that way, you will have a deeper revelation of praying in tongues. You will have a deeper revelation of praying in tongues. How many of you know tongues are a spiritual language? How many of you know that in the flesh, you will run out of what to pray for? How many of you know that you can easily make mistakes when praying in your understanding? Tongues are a spiritual language. I don't know about you, but, you know, there was somebody who asked me the other day, I've got a question. So you guys who pray in tongues, do you understand what you say? No. How can you be praying what you don't understand? I said, that's the point. <laughs> and I showed them. No, look at it. Look at it. Give me First um, uh, Corinthians chapter 12. No, chapter 14. Give me verse 2. Look at this. I said, that's the point. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. Someone's like, I don't know. Whenever I'm standing next to you guys, you're praying in tongues. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm not talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, I would rather you don't hear. (laughs) Now Look. And it says, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Yeah. Glory to God. Oh, like I heard my pastor say one day, if you speak positively, you'll get positive results. Yeah. But if you speak mysteries, you get mysterious results. Hallelujah. Glory. Now, no, let, let's build it up a bit. Look at this. Uh, Verse 14, verse 14. Look at this. Start from verse 13. I was talking to somebody the other day. You know, we need to start. There's a reason why I'm talking like this of late. I've noticed we need to grow some people up now. Uh, We've pampered you a bit longer. You can't. No, honestly speaking, if you're going to function very well in the spiritual realm, you're going to have to pray more in tongues, even more than you pray in your language. Look at this. Paul says, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. Now, if you understand the context of this scripture, it's talking about a person who's got a message which is in a tongue for the church. And he's saying, it doesn't benefit the church if I come to you and my message to you is, rekunte debe." hudakada. Me, I'm being a defiant. It meant nothing. Then I come out, wow, that church was powerful. I'm the only one who enjoyed. Next verse. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So when a person prays in another tongue, their spirit is the one praying, but their understanding is unfruitful. So Paul concludes it. Give me from the James. Paul gives us the final conclusion. Uh uh-huh. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I don't know about you, but for me, understanding is the also. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Someone may say, hold on, someone may say, Apostle, where are the interpretations? Most of these messages you hear as preaching are usually an interpretation after we spent a long time praying in other tongues. That's why they come very fresh. Hallelujah. That's why you... You may find you came here and you're wondering, what's going on? Somehow, there's something in you that feels like shouting glory. <laughs> Hallelujah! Okay, let's, let's continue. I was saying, if you see the Holy Spirit as the advocate, Him being the one who knows how to interact in the spiritual realm more, you understand why a believer should pray in tongues. Let me show you another verse. Romans 8, verse 26. Look at this. And I want us to read from 26 to 28. Then we'll get back. Give me from the New King James. Okay, there it goes. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. How many of you know that there is a difference between a bondage and a weakness? A bondage has to do with you being obedient to something. So, for example, you can't come and say... Uh, You know this sometimes these brothers come, no pastor. I'm a powerful Christian. But in my weakness is girls. That's not a weakness. It's a bondage. You keep going about you keep going about obeying and it's not girls are not a weakness. It's it's your own undisciplined body. It's your indiscipline. It's not a weakness. Hallelujah. It's not a weakness. A, a, A weakness is not is not what you're seeing. No, a weakness is a limitation. A weakness is a limitation. I'll give you examples. I remember I've been to places, the moment I've just reached, I can already tell there's a weakness by age. As in, they're just looking at ah, I that was a child guy. And guess what? With weaknesses, you must glory in them because glo- God is glorified. At the end of the meeting, like, what? Someone so young can be preaching such powerful things. I remember someone came to my office. I don't know. I was highly recommended. I don't know what people say about me in private. Anyways, the Bible says glorious things are spoken of you. Hallelujah. May glorious things be spoken of you. So now someone came to see me and there are these issues. I think there were a high high ranking uh, person in uh, the armed forces. So they entered my office. It's you. Yeah, the person I'm going to talk to. Ah, I think some of the issues I had did. Three minutes later, (laughs) Basta! Said, yeah, I knew you'd come around. (laughs) They always do. (laughs) Okay, so it says, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weakness. So there is a weakness, there is a limitation, and this one is common to everyone. And it says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Don't you know it's possible to pray amiss? It says, you ask but don't receive because you ask amiss. So it says, we do not know what to pray for as we ought. Uh But the Spirit himself makes intercession. An intercessor is a go-between. An intercessor is a reconciler. I don't know if you're getting my point. He goes into the account, the books and begins to reconcile the debits and the credits. He, put thing, he puts things in order. So it says, the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So you say, hey, can't that person in church who when the power of God hits them? It, Whoa! You, you are laughing at that because that's carnality. It means you're now, let me tell you why you're laughing. Once I show you this scripture, you'll never laugh at that again. Or should we finish this one? No, let's, let's look at it. 1 Corinthians 2. Ah, 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Give me from verse 9. Uh-huh. Verse 9. Come on, we, know, we all know it. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the mind of a man. 1 Corinthians 2. Uh-huh. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the mind of a man. What The things that God has prepared for Frederick, right? Oh, sorry, my version. For those who love him. Next verse. Uh-huh. But as it is written, uh, but God has revealed this to us by his spirit. So for us, they are not a mystery. They are revealed. He's revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit such as all things, yes, the deep things of God. I would like someone helping me pray who actually knows the deep things of God. Next verse. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of, the, of, of God except the spirit of God. Stop there. For those of you who are wondering, Now, if I'm praying in tongues, how do do I know I'm praying about the right things? I can assure you, whatever is on your heart, you're praying about it. I'll tell you why. Because the Bible says, what man knows the things of a man except the spirit in him? And it says, when I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Now, your spirit man can even search and say, yeah, this person's stomach is getting inflamed. And pray about it even when you don't know. Let's go. Uh-huh. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So, an advocate, remember the definition. The advocate knew the Roman law. And he and then the Jewish the Jewish people would come tell them, These are my issues. So, in the spiritual realm, in the heavens, don't you think you need somebody who knows the things of God? And that's the Spirit of God. He's your advocate. Tell your neighbor he's my advocate. Uh-huh. Next verse. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, there is a spirit of the world. Why do you think a lot of people are behaving worldly? It's a spirit. Worldliness is a spirit. Uh huh. But the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. So when we receive the spirit from God, it's no longer him knowing alone, we also know. We are going. Let's go. These things we also speak. So these things which the Holy Spirit reveals to us, we speak them. Now look at this verse. Look at it carefully. One, two, three, read. Hold on. What words did man's wisdom teach you? How are you? I am fine. Glory to God. All those are words which you've been taught in school. But then there are things that you speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches. Keep reading. Mm-hmm. Hey! <laughs> so there are actually words that the Holy Spirit teaches. What does it go on to say? These words are spiritual. Let's go on. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's why people laugh. That's why even when it happened in the book of Acts, that's why some came to mock. That's why some said they were drunk. Because the natural man does not receive the Spirit of God. Why? They are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned? Next verse. But he who is spiritual... Judges all things. Yet he himself cannot be judged by anyone. <laughs> Imagine that. Can't be judged by anyone. That's why don't allow worldly people to tell you you're overdoing it. <laughs> uh-huh. Next verse. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's a mystery. I don't want to go into it. Back to Romans eight twenty six. So there's a common weakness. Now, what's this weakness? We do not know what we ought to pray for. Now, look what it says. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Here is Frederick. Before, last week, we went to Mazaboka to minister the gospel. And before going... I slept late because I wanted to take some time to pray in tongues. I specifically said, Father, I thank you for you've given me the Holy Spirit who helps me to pray. And now I receive utterance as I pray for Mazabuka. And I began to pray in tongues. In praying, did I know that as we were driving, do you remember what happened? They would reach a point where we are in a road. We are, overtake, we are in our lane and a truck just decides to enter it, and it was literally there, and it was on my side. And it just went back. Did we know that would happen? But when you pray in other tongues, when you pray by the Spirit, did I know I would meet a man whose leg got broken in 1993? And they removed a bone, and we had to put it back through prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm at an advantage if I'm praying in other tongues. Right. Now look, it says he helps us with our weakness. And it says the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. There's some people here you've spoken in tongues once, twice before. You've talked yourself out of it. You've told yourself you're making it up. That's, I, I can tell you the one who's saying you're making it up, that's now the devil. Let me tell you why. If you were making it up, you would have left you. If you were making it up, he would have made you continue speaking those making up words. Kai, they will have no effect on him. But he knows how it's bombarding him. There's fire coming on him from everywhere. There are people who say, but pastor, what if... There are people who say, but pastor, what if I receive tongues from demons? That's one of the biggest forms of nonsense I've ever heard. It's nonsense. Do you want me to tell you why it's nonsense? Jesus said, which father, if a child asks for bread, will give them a scorpion? And then he says, if you being evil, not me, those guys, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? It's not possible for you to be in a spiritual meeting like this one and you pray to our Father, and you ask for the Spirit of God, and you receive a devil. It's not possible. The moment you say in the name of Jesus, your prayer is sealed. Glory. So it says the Spirit himself makes intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Look at the next verse. The next verse says, Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. If you are to read 1 John 5 verse 14, the Bible says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask for anything according to his will, then he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, then we have our petitions granted. Then we know that then our petitions are granted. So if we ask according to his will, show them just in case they think... It's coming from my head. I've overread that scripture. I know it, and this is the confidence. First uh, John five fourteen. And now this is the confidence that we have in Him: that if we ask for anything according to His will, He hears us. Uh huh. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we have asked of Him. Go back to Romans eight twenty seven. You see how, you see how you have to connect spiritual truths. Romans 8, 27, look what it says. He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. It's not possible to pray amiss while praying in the Spirit. It's not possible. There are no errors because he makes intercession according to the will of God. Then now the verse 28 you like. Now you know the context. This is the verse 28 you like. And we know. Now, for you to see the word and, it means it's connecting verse 26 and 27. So verse 28, what we've just read, is the foundation of the verse 28 we know. Verse 28, read it. You've now seen the root cause. How come all things work together for good? Because the Spirit is helping them pray according to the will of God. Somebody say, everything just has to align. Has to align. I want you to say after me, I sense the Spirit of God. Say, in the name of Jesus, in name of Jesus everything, falls in place. everything falls in place. Say, everything falls in place. Everything, falls in place. everything, is, aligning. everything is aligning. Say, I command all things. Work, Work for my good, for my good. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Okay. Someone may be asking, just take me back to John fourteen, verse sixteen but today we'll read it in the context of advocate. John 14, 16, the Bible says, I'll pray to the Father and He'll give you another helper. He'll give you another advocate that He may abide with you forever. He never leaves. He never leaves. You, you don't have Him for five minutes in church and then He goes away. He never leaves. And Someone may be asking, what's the way? The only way is Jesus. Because he comes because a person has received Jesus. I want every eye closed. There's somebody who I want to introduce to this new glorious life. Somebody here may be saying, Apostle, you don't know me. I'm not born again. I'm not given my life to Jesus. I don't think I deserve these things. I'm here to tell you something. All your sins can be washed away in one second. All that can be washed away in a moment. Because Jesus already paid the price for you to be saved. I want to introduce you to this glorious life where you have the Spirit of God in you. And so I ask, if you're in this place and you're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want you to raise your hand. I see. Just lift it higher. Anybody else who's saying, I want to give my life to Jesus? Just raise your hand. I see that hand. Anybody else who's saying, I want to give my life to Jesus? There are some who may have been brought up, maybe you even brought up religious, but you can tell you've strayed off the path. You can tell you're not in the way. The Lord called me to restore you back to the way. I want you to raise your hand. I see it. I see it. Those who raise their hand, stand. 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 Just stand. I love I'm inviting you now to come to the altar. Just come.
1: The Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness.
0: Usher's manage my stage. are you? You're 12. High five. How old are you? Okay. Don't worry, I won't ask you all. <laughs> Lift your hands.
1: will spend forever. I
0: want you to say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. I believe you died on the cross. So that I could be free. I give you my life. Make me born again. I'm a new creation. Now just hold on. Just close your eyes. In the name of Jesus, receive the spirit of God. I pray for you all. Receive the spirit of God. Receive the Holy Spirit. Just allow him. Wow. Wow.
1: That's amazing.
0: That's amazing. Upon salvation, receive the Spirit of God. Something's happening. These ladies are not drunk as you suppose. But this is to fulfill what was written by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'll my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, you prophesy. Anyone who wants refreshment, stand, stand,
1: stand, 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 stand. My relationship, my
0: relationship, please. People lasting, my love, deal with them. I need to pray for a few people. Just
1: come, 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 come. Be refreshed in Jesus'
2: name. Oh, 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 oh.